Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Yourself? Uh, pretty good. So you can see and hear me all right? I can. All right, perfect. Um, so I guess we'll just get started with how are things, man, with the uh, coronavirus? Are you, uh, how are you holding up? I'm doing all right. Just, uh, you know, doing a little bit of training at home. Um, you know, just spend some time with the family. Not really much else we can do. I own an MMA gym, but we're uh, closed, obviously. So, yeah, just kind of dealing with all that. Yeah, how is that uh, coaching-wise? Because uh, you're, you're your coach, obviously. Um, obviously, um, probably all has to be done virtually. Yeah, I mean, right now we're basically uh, running classes online. Um, we get a private message group. Um, so they're the only ones that have access to it if they're members still. Um, so, we're, yeah, just coaching from home. It's, uh, it's not easy, but, you know, we have, a, like, 17 different coaches at our gym. They're all kind of doing their part. Um, to, to put videos up, live streams, or just uh, videos they've recorded of classes or technique or, or whatnot. And, uh, you know, we're doing everything that we can to keep everyone as satisfied as possible. But, um, you know, it is what it is. We're losing a lot of members because of this. Um, yeah. Some of the hardcore people don't really want to, uh, you know, they don't want to deal with it. Uh, you know, deal with paying without being able to be in the gym. But, um, yeah. So. You know, it's, it's what it is. How's uh, how's training going? Um, obviously, you had that huge win back in uh, October. Uh, and then you had a surgery, right, in January? or? Yeah, I had torn my knee. Um, I tore my meniscus. So training's been going well. I'm just I'm not cleared to do everything yet, unfortunately. Um, but I'm doing what I can. You know, I've, I'm getting stronger in a lot of areas. Uh, and I'm learning how to kind of, um, you know, deal with everything that's going on and also become a better coach um, because I can't be as uh, self-involved uh, as self-involved as I normally am you know like I'm trying to teach classes and also get my own rounds and at the same time now I can't really do that so yeah it's a little different but um, it's good I think it's good for the students having me a little more sidelined yeah do you uh, do you have an idea of a like a potential return date uh, obviously you're not a hundred percent yet back to training um so obviously that's going to be dependent on the coronavirus but do you have an idea is it like summer or... yeah i think summer for sure i should be able to fight um the doctors are telling me one more month before i'm uh before i'm cleared to uh to really like do a lot of the stuff but a lot of stuff that they're telling me that i'm not going to be cleared for a month for i'm already doing um, I've been holding pads for, for fighters and moving fast pace for uh, over a month now. Um, I think that their normal recovery is di different, you know, um, from person to person. And being a professional athlete that's really trying hard to get back, um, doing all the strength and conditioning, all the physical therapy that I can. Um, it's a different timeline. But, yeah, I hope I can fight by summer. I was trying to actually pick up a fight um, not, I guess, not trying too hard, but the uh, the whole UFC thing where they needed fighters for the London thing. Yeah, um, I told my manager at this point with my career, I'm just 
I'm trying to do things that are exciting. Um, you know, I want to see the world and I want to, uh, um, and I just want fights that excite me. Um, and the fact that they needed fighters on like a week's notice in the United States, everyone that was going to step up probably wasn't going to be in perfect fight shape. And I just told my manager, Hey, if they have a 55 or that wants to fight at 170, I'm in. Um, cause I, you know, getting a big payday, um, even though I, you know, I've coming off a knee surgery, I haven't done any real, real training in a while. I feel like, um, it's a, it's one of those weird roll the dice situations that I kind of threw myself in. Not really a smart, um, thing to, to go for, but you know, I just, I put myself out there. I feel, feel like I'm pretty good cardio wise. I'm, I'm doing all my strength and conditioning and stuff. I'm just not cleared for certain motions that are potentially dangerous to tear my knee again. But, you yeah, know, well, doing strength and conditioning twice a week and doing all my, my bike work, all my cardio work, um, hitting pads and stuff. I just can't roll live and I can't. Um, I've done some sparring, just controlled. Um, I have to avoid any, like, takedowns and stuff. So, yeah. What was, uh, what was behind the uh, – I mean, obviously, you had uh, the fights in the UFC. What was behind going to Bellator? Like, obviously, guys who leave the UFC tend to – um, if they have the idea of making it back to the UFC, they tend to sign for like LFA or Titan, um, or some, like some guys go to one FC. What was, what was the decision behind Bellator? Um, I just, I wanted to take anything that was exciting. I didn't, uh, basically with the UFC, they just said they couldn't find me any fights. Um, and that I could go fight locally a couple fights and they'd have me back cause they liked me a lot, but it didn't excite me to go fight locally again. Um, I've never fought for LFA or anything and, I think that's a pretty solid promotion, but um, what excited me was a chance to fight for like a, you know, one of the biggest leagues in the world and have it yeah. be close enough my friends and family could go. And that was Bellator at the big um, casino, you know, so we went to Mohegan Sun, brought close to 200 people, um, you know, and it, it, was, uh, it was an awesome experience. Um, they supposedly they're interested in me and in, in looking to have me stick around, but if they do, you know, I, I'd have to have a, a good contract and get paid well um, for it to be worth the squeeze. Yeah. I would love to fight for one FC or risen anything that, that pays well. Again, at this point in my career being, um, you know, the gym is, is doing really well, except for this, this huge uh, speed bump. Um, we have a lot of fighters that are getting ready for fights that have gotten delayed sadly, but um, we get a lot of people I got to take care of. So to, to take another fight camp, um, it's a lot of work and um, you know, I have to travel more. I already go to Joe Lozon's gym on Mondays to train, and I go to Skill of Strength on Thursdays to train. Both, both, uh, those both are in Massachusetts, so it's a decent amount of traveling. And then I'm also teaching at my gym and training at my gym six days a week, so it's uh, it's a lot. And to do any more is is uh, really tough. So it's always like, is the juice worth the squeeze? You know. Yeah. And at this point, it's like, is it a big stage where you know I I have the excitement to get through my camp? And then am I financially going to be able to take care of myself and my family after all, after all said and done? Because every fight I've had for the last like four years, dating back to the, like the Dana White fight, um, the looking for a fight show fight, like every one I've gotten hurt. Um, you know, I've gotten injuries. I've had surgeries. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. It's a tough sport. So if you're yeah, not that... paid well, it's, it's um, you know, it's that... difficult to commit to. Yeah, that was a fight that uh, I mean, I've I've I hired a UFC fan. I've I've watched it for years, but the fight against Lemke uh, was 
incredible. Like the way he fought was uh, insane. And even the last fight against uh, Sirin on in Bellator, yeah, uh, that that finish, remarkable finish. What was your thoughts when he tried to take down the uh, the ref? Yeah, it was one of those things that I didn't know he was out. Like I didn't feel him go out, and uh, he was still fighting even when he was out. Um, his body was still; it didn't go like limp or anything. Um, so it was just the the perfect timing that he went out. You know, the second the bell rang, I think he went out. Um, I let go, and he had just gone out, and uh, his body was still trying to like go fight or flight, and he grabbed the ref. And then I, you know, the second I saw that, I was kind of like, I said it kind of quietly, like, you know, he's out, like. He's, you know, it's one of those weird things to process. Um, but then, like, he wasn't letting go. And then I was like, he's out, he's out. Like, he, this, the fight's over. Like, at first, like, when I kind of said it lightly, it's like, all right, he's out. Like, are you going to do something about it? But part of me at that, like, split seconds thinking, like, all right, like, he's going to let go and I'm going to go back and fight the third round. Um, and then it was like, wow, it's, it's over. This is it. Um, before the second I, I let go, I had a quick flash that was like, all right, do you guys swear on your podcast? Yeah, you can swear, you can swear, uh, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> the split second when I let go, though, before I even looked up at him or kind of looked down at him, it's like, fuck, I got to go back to my corner um, and go out for round three after, like, just that 10 seconds or so of, like, that squeeze, like, it cooks your arm. So it's like, fuck, I'm going to go back to the third round. And, like, I'm probably going to be, you know, pretty cooked for it just from that, trying to get the finish. Um but, yeah, it ended up paying off, putting everything into that. A lot of people would kind of hang on to the neck in that short time um, just for it to look good and not put everything into it. But, like, yeah. clearly I put everything into that squeeze, like everything I had, and uh, it put them out. Yeah, I think, uh, like, the first person you, you ran into after that fight was Joe. Um, and uh, been, Joe's been my favorite fighter since, uh, since I started watching it. Um, what was the what was the feeling? Was it like relief after your injuries and after that loss, getting cut from the UFC? What was it like? Relief? Was it a sense of uh, thank God? Uh, what was the feeling there? Yeah, I mean, it, it's all of that, man. It's uh, I've always wanted just uh, I wanted everybody to know um, what I know myself. Like Joe knows it. Joe trains with me. I I bet you anything that he would say that my jujitsu is is some of the best that he's, you know, he's seen. Um, I, I feel like I can compete with anybody in the sport in my weight class. Um, I just usually cha- uh, choose to stand with people. And they, I think they, for a while, wanted me to, to do less of that. Um, but, I, I mean, I feel like I'm, I can finish anyone my feet as well. But um, it's just I've always wanted to, to have everybody else see what my coaches see and see what I know I'm, I'm capable of. You know, I had three rough um, goes in the UFC with decisions. The only one that I feel like I, you know, I got outclassed, um, not even that bad. It was just really strategic was Drakkar. You know, he held yep. me on the fence. It was a great strategy for, for three rounds. Yeah, um, Drakkar is you know, a... a good amount of strikes on him, uh, some good kicks and whatnot. But really, it was just 15 minutes of getting held on the wall. And that was like, that did it. My second loss in the UFC, I outstruck my opponent. I doubled the strike count. The first round was like a toss-up. You know, I, I controlled the first half. The second half, I got reversed on a takedown, and nothing happened. I just was on my back, um, you know. And then second round, he won. Third round, I won. Um, so that one was a split decision I lost. Next one, I won by a liver kick. And then the next one after that, I thought I won the first round. And then I went completely blind in my uh, 
my right eye for the, you know, almost the, the whole second and third round. Um, cause I got a high femur in my eye and it was one of the weirdest things. That was the worst injury I've had in the fight, even though it, it only stuck for, uh, it only stayed with me until I left the hospital. Um, but that was the scariest, you know, everything went dark. I couldn't see anything. It was just a dark shade of yellow. Hey, you're uh, uh, yeah, your UFC career is going to be fired by, by, by injuries. And, uh, one of the guys we just spoke of Joe, um, I'm sure you've heard, of, you probably shared this uh, story countless times, but I have to ask, how is it doing? Um, and what exactly happened? <laughs> yeah, that, so that was just uh, a training injury. We were doing jujitsu. Uh, most guys don't wear cups when they do jujitsu. Um, yeah. You're not even allowed to compete with a cup on in like world stage jujitsu. Uh, but he went for a knee cut pass and uh, the, the stars aligned in the most gruesome way where his knee came up and it came straight down and smashed like my testicle between his knee and like my pelvic bone kind of, I think. Um, so it was just, you know, it was just a nutcracker um, and it ruptured it. I, I waited a day and a half to go be seen. Um, and then when I got seen, finally the ultrasound came back um, and they're just like, have you had anything to eat or drink? And I was like, oh, fuck, that means I'm going in for surgery. And they're like, yeah, you got, uh, you got emergency, sur- emergency surgery coming up they had to bring a doctor and they had to get it done so they had to cut out part of it and then stitch it back up and i have metal stitches in there for the rest of my life um so yeah i mean it could have been worse a lot of people from those injuries lose it entirely but you know they basically it's like the inside of a baseball you know the baseball explodes and then all like the stitching starts coming out um so they cut that and then they stitch the baseball back up with what they could and they're oh man that's what i was like it yeah, was I do, uh, yeah, I've done a little bit of jiu-jitsu. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't have any martial arts experience, but I, I do, I've done uh, jiu-jitsu for about six months and uh, same sort of thing, you know, you get a knee in the face or elbows or whatever, but that, that's one that I've never even heard of until I, until I saw the, uh, until I saw the post and I was like, that, that can't be real. Um, but, uh, but man, no, I'm, well, I'm glad that, uh, that it worked out. As best as it could, best case yeah, scenario, I, mean, I guess. And, uh, uh, and uh, sorry to bring it up. You probably had had to share that countless times, but no, uh, Joe always says, and it's true in the, in a weird, morbid way. It's like it's the best thing that happened to my career. Um, like so, I I had those two fights in the UFC that I lost decisions, um, and I kept begging the UFC to just find me a fight. You know, like I want. I knew I could prove that I I could win inside that cage, and. Uh, and then, you know, like, I just kept trying to make these videos to try and make them go viral, like, stupid stuff. Me jumping in the, you know, in the snow, um, like, in just, like, Valley Tudo shorts. And then I went and did, like, a, a plunge in the water when it was, like, negative 20 out with Chucky's fight. Um, and nothing, you know, nothing was happening. I was doing everything I could, and I just wanted to fight. And it had been a long time. Uh, and then, finally, I get hurt, and... Uh, it gets on Jim Rome. You know, I, I do an interview with Jim Rome. On, I'm on Ariel Hawani's show. Um, I'm on TMZ, all this stuff. And Jim Rome, like, I asked him, like, he, he asked, like, what I wanted to say at the end. It's like, all I want is a fight, another fight with the UFC. Give me another shot. Um, and then I get the call on 30 days notice after 13 months of not having a fight. And I, I fought in Canada and Calgary and got, uh, got the win. You know, and then right after that, I was put in physical therapy because my back was hurt. 
Um, and then like a couple months after that, while I was still in physical therapy, I got a, a call saying that I was fighting um, in Argentina because they announced it on Twitter without even asking me. And then I talked to my manager. It's like, hey, what, what's going on here? Um, it says I'm fighting in Argentina, but I'm still in physical therapy trying to recover some disc issues in my back. Um, and he's like, yeah, I guess uh, I guess they offered it to the other camp and they kind of leaked it to the, the press or whatever. And we kind of kind of got to take it. So, you know, then ball kept rolling. We got to fight in Argentina and, you know, just everything kept going. But, uh, yeah, so that whole thing was, uh, you know, a blessing in disguise. It got me, you know, a lot of publicity. It got me that that next fight. And yeah. How was uh, how was fighting? I think that was the only other than the fight in Canada. I believe that's the only fight you've ever fought outside of the United States. Am I correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How was how is that like uh, fighting on a you know completely different time zone, different country? You know, having a jet lag. Was it uh, was it unusual? Was it different? Was do you think jet lag had any impact on on the performance itself or? No, you know I. Uh... I felt great in that first round. It was like, I felt aggressive. I was chasing him down. I mean, the whole fight, I feel like I, I chased him down, except for whenever he caught a kick and I fell on my butt and he literally wouldn't do anything. He sat over me. Uh, wasn't even like kicking my legs really or anything. He just sat and wouldn't, dis uh, wouldn't engage in my guard. Um, so yeah, you know, it, that, that fight week was a little weird. Like, for a lot of it, I, I laid in bed because I felt sick the, uh, pretty much the whole time there. But um, I had I paid for a dietitian to make me all my food. Weight cut went well. Um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, just didn't get the job done. It was uh, it was a cool experience. I'd love to fight in another country again. I don't think that that had anything to do with you know how I fought um, or the fact that I sustained like the 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 eye hyphema or, or whatnot. I just uh, you know, it's just how the how it plays out. Sometimes I fought a young, hungry kid that uh, that you know stuck to his strategy, just tried to hit and run and run and run, and uh, you know, it's like he got the decision that night. You know, I ended up in the hospital with my eye, um, and then he fought again and he tried to do that same stuff, and he, he got outpointed by Mac Desi, um, and he got cut. So he, you know, he didn't. He doesn't really in those fights. He didn't really try and fight. You know, it sucks that I got stuck with a loss against him and then he fought he got a loss and then he just gets cut because he's not you know he's not fighting the way he does on his highlight reel when we watched his highlights um you know he came straight forward just knocking people out cold and then i was coming straight at him he's running the whole time um so yeah it's frustrating very frustrating fight yeah if there's if there's one fight where uh let's say let's say i'm someone who's never watched you fight is there one fight that you're like that's the fight you should watch me in. Like I, I personally think I really like the one that got you the contract to the UFC yeah, against yeah. Lemke. Is there is there a fight that you prefer that you're like, that's the one you should watch? Or yeah, I would say that that one and my last fight. Um, I think my last fight, he wanted to fight me. He engaged with me on the ground, so there's some really exciting um, exchanges, wrestling and jujitsu. Um, but yeah, he was like he he was there to fight. Um, I feel like. Uh, Portrait was an awesome one, one too, I think. Some of it, you know, there's some of it that was really frustrating that first round when I got stuck on my back and not, not much happened. But the second round was awesome. Like, he beat me on my on the feet there. Like, he cracked me with a shot, and I, I stumbled, and I uh, ended up on my back, and he dove in my guard. Um, the third round, I 
you know, I uh, had some good exchanges, and then I um, I had a nice Darce attempt and then a guillotine attempt. That one was a fun one. I just I lost the decision. Um, but I think the Lemke fight was awesome, and then uh, my last one was awesome. It was just a fun one. You watch it back, it's a good fight. Um, he has some awesome takedowns. He had a really close head and arm that I drilled and drilled and drilled to escape from. Um, but that's kind of his bread and butter. He's a good um, collegiate wrestler. He was the, the captain of his team, and he was a D1 wrestler. He was Frankie Edgar's uh, roommate. Um, so he was a good, uh, really good challenge. You know, he's a lot better than uh, a lot of people might realize. He's one of those sleeper fighters. Um, he was 6-1 and one when we fought, um, and his only loss was uh, um, a decision to another really good guy. But um, some guys you watch and you're like, all right, he doesn't he doesn't look too scary out there. But he's one of those guys that can just beat people. You know, he'll decision a lot of people, or he'll catch their neck, and uh, you know, use that wrestling, that head and arm kind of um, attack to to put people away. So it's kind of a, a risky fight to take because when you look at him, it's like, all right, that guy's, you know, he's not like the scary kind of guy. So when you if you lose to him, it's like, well, you, you look it looks like you beat a guy who's pretty beatable, but um he's really good um and i felt really good about that win and i I watched it back and i don't do that very often um because i get so frustrated with myself and i should analyze my fights more often but i watched that one back and uh i really enjoyed it like some of the elbows i threw um you know i feel like i put a lot of good things together uh and it was one of the very few fights you get to see me really using my jujitsu which you know i'm a solid black belt so yeah, I thought. I mean, the finish was was remarkable. Like you, the way you adjusted to, to finish it off uh, was really really impressive. Um, I guess well, we'll stick with the, the lightweight division here. Um, what what are your predictions? I guess for both the Bellator title fight for lightweight and as well as UFC two forty nine, who do you have winning, Khabib Tony? Um, I I take Khabib. Um, the reason I say that is because. Tony has been stuck in bad spots in the first round a lot of times. Um, and the, the issue has seemed to be guys have slowed down when Tony doesn't. But Khabib can do that kind of thing and not ever slow down. You know, he doesn't slow down like some of those guys um, that have done um, those things to to uh, Tony in the past. You know, um, Kevin Lee, he did it. He mounted him, pounded him out, and then he started slowing down. Um, so, yeah, I just don't think Khabib will slow down. But uh, Tony's phenomenal. He's a great wrestler, and uh, he's got some power, um, and he's got some great chokes. So I think he's the most dangerous person for uh, Khabib um, so far because I think he's got those really good attacks. You know, if if he stuffs on those takedowns, that front headlock position is really dangerous for Tony. Um, those anacondas and darces are uh, are uh, are brutal. So, um, but I I still take Khabib, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, look what happened. Um, he could definitely put him away. It's just, uh, I would, I would definitely put my money on Khabib. Um, and then as far as the Bellator one, I don't, I don't really know the guy that uh, Pitbull's fighting. Um, but I mean, I, I don't really have to see him. Say, I'd probably put my money on Pitbull. Guy's a, a phenomenal fighter. He's a mean, crazy power, um, athletic. And uh, I don't, I mean, I have no clue how many fights in a row that dude's won, but he's put away a lot of really good fighters. So I'd probably say Pitbull. All right. Well, we'll, we'll shift away from some uh, MMA content. And uh, 
how's the guitar playing going? Probably have a lot of a lot of free time to to pick that up. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, I just picked up a new guitar. Um, Ernie Ball sent me a guitar, a Music Man uh, Mariposa, um, and it's it's awesome. I I used to play music before I got into fighting. I used to play shows all the time, and um, that was the only thing I cared about was playing music and playing guitar. So it's been nice to to pick it back up and to to try and get um, you know semi serious with it again. My goal for 2020 is to play a show. Um, so I'm just trying to put all the right pieces together and make that happen. So yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, I'm having the. I mean, I I play acoustic, um, but same thing. A lot of lot of free time, a lot of extra time to pick it up. That I've. Uh, I find that once I pick it up, I'll play for a while. But the past little while, it's been like I've never picked it up. It's like I have half hour. That's not enough time to pick it up. Now I seem to have all the free time in the world to to do what what I like to do. So yeah, uh, do my you problem any stuff? was uh, was that I I didn't I've never really liked playing acoustic too much so. Now I force myself to have my guitars like around. So you can see like my half stack is just yeah. sitting in my living room here. And then I have an acoustic sitting here, but the, uh, the Mariposa is sitting right on the couch right here, just waiting yeah. for me to play it. So um, I'm forcing it to be in my face. So yeah. I find if it's the, out, you'll play it. Thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't like playing acoustic as much. It's probably because I'm not good enough to play it well um but i've always written music on electric and i like distortion i like uh you know i like tapping and uh you know and and uh yeah that's just that's my style of guitar so having my my other guitars always in their cases that was like just enough work to make me not want to take them out and then i pick up the acoustic and not have too much fun doing it so yeah, it kept me away. So now I have a, I have my Gibson SG sitting next to my bed on a, on a uh, guitar hanger with a little amp upstairs. So when I lay down in bed, I can just pick it up and play a little bit. And then I have that one over there just sitting out. Have you ever thought of playing music for your, uh, for your walk-out? Creating your own, <laughs> I haven't. Um, but the guy that I walk out to, um, his name is Mike Dion. He's one of my best friends and he has a, uh, his MC name is uh, I9, E-Y-E-N-I-N-E. Um, and I've always walked out to his music for at least almost all my career. Um, and uh, he's supposed to start playing music with me. He plays bass. Um, so he'd do some, some like rapping and, and whatnot in the music. Kind of like, I don't, I'm not like a Linkin Park fan, but that's the only way I could kind of equate it where it has like vocals and then also like a, an MC in there. But it would be a completely different genre of, of music. But um, but I'm really interested to see how it plays out. He's, he's really really talented. If you look him up, I nine. Yeah, I'm, I wrote it down. I'm gonna yeah. I'll have a look. It's very good. Um, my old walkout song by him was "We're Alive." Um, the new one's not released yet. It's called Kentucky Derby, but it will be um, soon, hopefully. All right, perfect. <laughs> it's no, been I'll, a while. Uh, I'll write that down. I'll have I'll have a I'll take a listen. Um, and I guess uh, last question is how is Phoebe? She's good. She's right here. <laughs> She's that just is laying on the couch, baby. The cutest pet I've ever seen, right there. Hi, Phoebe. She's just sleeping on the couch. She's had a blast this whole quarantine because all she does is follow me around, and, and every time she follows me, I, I get something for her to eat because I can't handle her, um, you know, not being happy. Yeah, all the attention must be nice. Yeah, she likes it. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Uh, just getting started, and it's. 
it's really nice to have uh have some some guys I've 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 watched for a little while uh be willing to do this. So I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good luck, man. We appreciate All right. it. Yeah, best of luck with uh with everything with the coronavirus as well as uh your your upcoming fights and uh wish you the best. Thank you very much. Take care, man. All right, yeah, you too.